Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Uh, today we have a special show. Uh, we're going to do 30 minutes of Galaxy Talk. Uh, got a big game. Uh, there's a game tomorrow. We're going to cover LAFC game. So I'm going to do a two and one. So the first 30 minutes is going to be uh, LA Galaxy Talk. And then the second half, for those who are watching live, uh, we're going to tra- transfer over to LAFC Talk. Um, but yeah, look, big weekend uh, for all of MLS. Everybody's flying, fighting for a playoff position. You know, Galaxy, we know they are. They had a you know, tough game at home, which a lot of us didn't expect, you know, against FC Dallas. Obviously, we now know that obviously they tied. Uh, before we get into that, let me introduce my guests. We got once again, Galaxy Guy. And we also got Alex Ruiz. Uh, Galaxy Guy, how you doing? I'm doing all right. A little bit chilly. It's been uh first true rainy day in Los Angeles, but... This is welcomed weather, so we're doing all right. Yeah, it was it was it was raining today, which was uh, kind of surprising. It doesn't really rain that often uh, in LA. Uh, Alex, how you doing? Uh, doing pretty good, man. Uh, like Chris mentioned, the weather's just nice today, so she's been in my blanket for most of the day playing video games and stuff. So I'm enjoying it pretty well. Nice playing some video. What, what, what video games are you playing, Alex? Uh, I was playing Battlefield earlier, and then a little bit of FIFA as well. So <laughs> playing Call of Duty with Chicharito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm playing Warzone with uh, Chicharito and Julian Araujo. <laughs> hey, there you go, That's it. dude. I still need. What what system do you have? Do you have? Are you an Xbox or PlayStation? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Xbox. Xbox, nice. I was a PlayStation guy. I, I I have like an old PS2 that I don't even use. I don't even know somewhere. Somewhere. I had a PS3 at one point, and then I like like converted to Xbox. PS2, Geo, man, you're like uh, you're like 15 years behind, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't upgraded. I did look. I, sorry, sorry. Uh, I had a I had bought a PS5 when it first came out. I was one of the lucky ones, and then like it was blowing up. Everybody was asking, wanted one, so I just ended up selling it because I needed uh, some money at the time. So I ended up flipping um, my PlayStation. Um, not knowing like how hard it was, but yeah. then now, now I'm just like, oh man, I kind of want one now again, but it, it's still <laughs> so hard. It was like a year ago and it's yeah. still so hard to still even get a PlayStation. So. Yeah. Both uh PlayStation and Xbox, both are like super hard to get. And they're like both going for like 800 bucks. Just yeah, crazy from resellers. Yeah, I'm just going to wait till they're like 15 bucks on black Friday, dude. Nah, <laughs> let's, let's hope. I highly doubt they have the PS5s on there. You know, that's that's the one thing. Yeah. Um, but I got to give a shout out to Anna, Anna Gonzalez. She's always she's always in the chat. How you doing, Anna? I hope you're doing good. Yeah, Anna. She says she's an Xbox fan. So there you go, Alex. Um, but yeah, look, let's talk about LA Galaxy. Uh, we knew they had won two games in a row. Uh, there was a big game, a winnable game against FC Dallas, right? But unfortunately, it did not go the Galaxy's way the first half. Uh, Alex, you and I were obviously there. Um, 
but it, it just looked like the FC Dallas was was the most physical team. It looked like they were fighting for a playoff positioning, even though they're at the bottom of the table. And I think to me, it was it was very surprising how how slow and um, how more motivated FC Dallas was throughout that first half. Uh, what would you think of, of the first half performance uh, when you saw the LA Galaxy go down 2-0? Uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, me and Gio were in like the press box watching it, and it was a good view and stuff. And obviously, you could tell Dallas came out with the hunger to start off. And we're just uh, the more imposing team, really. Uh, they were pressing the Galaxy center backs uh, pretty far up, and that ultimately led to their first goal. I forgot who it was, but somebody was pressing Nick DePew, and then he gives the ball away, and then uh, Jesus Ferreira literally just scores. Uh, outside of the box and it's a great goal and seeing that and the galaxy's lack of trying to get back into the game and how they weren't really have any having any offensive success it was really worrying and you kind of needed like halftime to come sooner and then 11 minutes later uh dallas doubled the lead and now you're like okay this could get ugly real quick and you know fortunately the galaxy were able to salvage one point but the reality is this could have gone horrible for the galaxy and really could have led to the momentum completely flipping with three extremely tough games left to play in the season. Yeah. Uh, Galaxy, what, what were your thoughts on uh, on Galaxy's performance uh, the first half? Unsurprisingly, the Galaxy held possession over their opponent once again, right? And they weren't able to do anything with it. We had uh, we outpassed Dallas, uh, 457 accurate passes to Dallas, 308. Um, we had far more chances on goal than Dallas did, but Gall- Dallas was far more effective with the chances they did have. Um, they had uh, more shots on target than the Galaxy did. And uh, honestly, it felt like much of the same that we've seen before with the Galaxy. This should have been an easy win for the Galaxy. This uh, Dallas team has been eliminated. They're on the road. They literally have nothing to play for. They're near the bottom of the table with the other Texas teams for some weird reason. Something's going on in Texas. But this is a team that we should have been able to beat easily, and yet we we didn't. And that, that point feels like a loss. That draw feels like a loss because, honestly, a point really does us very little good. Yeah, and everything – look, everything went Galaxy's way. We were just talking about this pre-chat, like – uh, the Timbers ended up losing. Um, a couple other LAFC ended up tying with uh, Minnesota. Um, so if you guys would have obviously got the win, you would have put it up in fourth place. You know, Timbers would have been behind you in fifth place. Unfortunately, that's not the case, um, which is the big opportunity that LA Galaxy had. And I think to me, it's just like not sure why they let FC Dallas be the more physical team, right? When they so essentially it's a bunch of kids compared to compared compared to the Galaxy, right? The more vet experience. But they 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 were like little pit bulls, you know, they were like just watching the game how physical they were and they were like I feel like they were pushing around LA Galaxy. We saw what what happened with Chicharito and everything like that. But it to me they just look hungrier. And I don't know for whatever reason obviously Galaxy was able to pick it up in the second half. Uh, but then they, they fell short. And I'm, I'm with you, uh, Galaxy guy. It did definitely felt like a loss because you needed these three points. You could have got nine, you could have had nine points in three games. Obviously, it gets now the next three games uh, of this final six home uh, final six games gets more difficult. Uh, obviously, going to SKC tomorrow or Wednesday, uh, it doesn't it doesn't look likely. But um, moving forward, what what are your thoughts uh, on moving forward a- after this game, Alex? <clears throat> Uh, for me, it's just trying to find some consistency and really, I guess, trying to establish and really get to know 
like the tendencies of you know your teammates because the playoffs are literally right around the corner, right? If the Galaxy, I think they'll most likely make the playoffs as a low seed. I, I'm I'm assuming, and if they're going to be prepared to face some tough competition, and if they really want to compete and really make it down to the last minute, down to the wire, you have to use these three games to know how your teammates are going to play, what their tendencies are, especially when you look at the quality of the opponents: SKC, Seattle, and Minnesota. All three tough teams to play, and I think that these three games are extremely important in the Galaxy is determining their their tone and the momentum they go into with the playoffs. Uh, I, if I'm correct, you know I, the first seed the first seed gets a bye, and they're gonna have two weeks off. So they're kind of you know their match fitness and sharpness isn't gonna be at the same quality as a team that's consistently playing like uh, the teams uh, fighting from two to seven to face in the, each other in the playoffs. Um, the Galaxy just need to find their they need to gel well right in this last stretch of games. And really try to come with at least four points because with four more points, I think they do make the playoffs. Yeah, and I think obviously uh, we look we we'll look at Galaxy. Let me let me put up the pull up the table because I think the table is really important to see um, where the Galaxy are. Obviously, I mean they didn't they didn't move they didn't move there there were they just pretty much just stayed. They just gained a point. Um, obviously, so you see I see Galaxy in fifth place at forty six points. Um, Portland was above them with forty six points as well. Um, Minnesota below them, 45 points, Vancouver, 44 points. And in eighth place, Salt Lake's Salt Lake with 42 and ninth place, LAFC with 41. Um, but yeah, look, that look, there's, I don't these last three games is going to change a lot of things for, you know, those, 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 what the bottom, what last four, five teams that are trying to fight in, even the teams outside looking in, it, it could definitely change. Um, Galaxy guy, when you when you look at these standings, and obviously you know how difficult yeah. the schedule these last three games are. Um, are you with with Alex? Like at least four points to to guarantee uh, somewhat of a playoff spot. Yeah. So mathematically, if you look at the averages from with every every recent season, with the exception of twenty twenty, right? Because twenty twenty was a was one of those weird seasons where it wasn't a full season. Uh, Forty eight points is just about minimum for a a low playoff spot 50 points seems to be the magic number that almost guarantees a playoff spot so the galaxy really needed those full three points from dallas the results around the league went our way right just as exactly as we needed it we needed portland to lose to colorado so portland wouldn't get away with us in points uh we needed minnesota to tie lafc which they did And we needed Real Salt Lake to drop points to Chicago, which they did. So the Galaxy, all they had to do was show up, play their game mentally, physically, beat Dallas, a team that has nothing to play for. And we would have been mostly qualified for the playoffs, at least in that fourth place spot. And, you know, it would have given us a lot more breathing room going into the final stretch because, to be honest, SKC... I don't see the Galaxy getting any points there. Seattle, Galaxy's not getting any points there. It's going to come down to the wire, that decision day game against Minnesota United at home. And Minnesota, as you see there, is sixth place just below the Galaxy. They have two really tough opponents coming up as well, Vancouver and SKC. Then they have to play us for the final game, which means it's very likely that Minnesota comes to L.A. needing to win in order to qualify. So you're going to have the Galaxy needing to win to qualify, and you're going to have Minnesota needing to win to qualify. So 
they're going to come here and lay it all on the line. They're not going to make it easy for the Galaxy. There's going to be a lot of sweating on decision day, that's for sure. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing, right? They could have made it a little bit easier if they would have got the, the three points against FC Dallas. But now, obviously, you can't look back. You got to move forward from that, uh, unfortunately. But I think, uh, you know, obviously, we should also mention, obviously, Julian Araujo wasn't available because, available because um because of yellow card accumulation. I know a couple of times Alex, you and I were talking about it and we're like, man, some of those crosses, they, they missed some of those crosses inside, you know, obviously O'Neal, O'Neal Fisher was able well, got, got the start, but it wasn't the same. I think sometimes we, we, we saw some things were like, Oh, maybe we could, we, we thought about like, you know, if Joe Naraho was playing, you maybe that cross would have got in or, or, or something like that, you know? Um, but we'll see, you know, that that's the thing moving, moving with these next three games, right? You got SKC, you got Sounders, you got to get some points uh, within there, even if it's a tie. I know it's not going to be easy with both of those games being away, obviously final, final game and decision day. Um, but what are your thoughts, uh, Alex, going, going into facing SKC? Because um, they just beat the Seattle Sounders with, uh, yeah. I think I tweeted it, but it was like a, a rock bottom uh, that would, where he, the goalkeeper slammed, I think it was Christian Roldan, which was... Which yeah, was it was Tim Melia slammed down Christian Roldan, and uh, I watched the slow-mo replay, and it's even worse in like real time, and I'm just like, how does that not call it a red? Yeah. That was really, really embarrassing, you know, if you're a ref and stuff. But uh, yeah, SKC is a tough opponent, and it's always hard to play in Children's Mercy Park. Uh, I think the weather is probably going to have a factor. I think it'll be warm that day as well. And humid, kind of like the conditions in Houston uh, a bit last week. But overall, uh, Johnny Russell's playing well. I don't think Alan Bolido is going to be playing. I think he's still hurt. Um, so that's, I guess, uh, a positive for the Galaxy defenders. But either way, going on the road, playing against uh, one of the top teams in the Western Conference is going to be a really big test. And if the Galaxy can come away with three points, you know, it, it's going to be a huge boost. And honestly, it's going to be surprising because we just saw this team struggle against Dallas. We saw them beat the Timbers, and now they're beating the second best team in the Western Conference. Like the team, like if, if that does happen, there's going to be like a lot of questions of the Galaxy is just a wild card. Depending on how they wake up, you know, do they wake up feeling dangerous, or you know, do they wake up wanting to go back to sleep? It's going to be that kind of <laughs> kind of that kind of reaction from uh, analysts and fans, being what kind of Galaxy are we going to see today? So I think this game is really important. It's winnable. I, I think every game in MLS is winnable for sure, but this one right here, you have to win because. Going to Seattle, that's going to be really tough. And you know how Seattle crowd gets. It gets loud. It gets rough. And just playing in that Seattle weather at times is just really draining. Yeah, no, and I think another thing is uh, Seattle's not going to make anything easy for you, even knowing you're, you're fighting for playoff positioning, right? Uh, quickly, shout out to G-Man. He said, everyone looking like snack delicious banana banana nut muffins with extra nuts. <laughs> Tongue twister there. Um, shout out to Jose Gonzalez. What's up, guys? Checking in. Definitely feeling nervy time for us um but yeah i i think yeah with with, with the galaxy and what, what you see you know these next few games i definitely feel i'm with you i definitely feel like the skc game is, is definitely winnable um but there's a lot of different things uh, another thing we should know obviously you know chicharito got a goal uh, against fc dallas and sebastian legit was able to get a goal uh chicharito has 14 goals in the season galaxy guy i don't know if you remember the conversation you and i had i said 15 goals he's one goal away yeah. uh from from getting to that fifteen, which I, I thought was pretty bold when I said that, but I, right. what now it looks like he's pretty much going to get there. Obviously, uh, the, the Galaxy definitely need Chicharito to score, but I think also have the others uh, to be able to step up. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, on the Galaxy moving forward uh, on being able to take uh, take advantage of the opportunities? 
Yeah, so, um, I mean, it sounds like a broken record at this point. Uh, I've been echoing this for a couple seasons now, but the Galaxy really struggles to create plays through the middle, through the middle of the field. Um, the, the Galaxy, their strategy, their go-to is to play the flanks uh, through the wingbacks and through the fullbacks, right, the the right, the, the left and right. Uh, we, we've seen that mostly come through Julian Araujo now. He seems to be one of our main outlets on that right-hand side. Uh, Samuel Grancy when he comes on. So it's a very predictable game that we've got. Uh, other teams in the league have caught on to this, so we're very easy to shut down, right? So it's been harder for Chicharito to get the ball. We've seen him pull back further into the midfield, looking for that ball himself, something that Chicharito should should definitely not be doing because he's a, he's a pure target striker. His job is to be up there and waiting for the ball, right? Waiting for that service, which doesn't seem to be coming. So Victor Vasquez is the closest thing we've got. So let's pray and hope Victor Vasquez stays healthy and he's ready and fit to play these last three games as much as we can play him. And hopefully he gets into the playoffs and, you know, is ready to perform for us because I do think he's our best offensive piece going forward. Maybe not at scoring the goals, but he's definitely got that vision going forward to create these plays, these these passes, right? So we're going to need him. Chicharito's going to need him. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with you. Another player I, w- I would add is also Efrain Alvarez. Obviously, he wasn't as effective in the wing hit opportunity right before half to score. Alex, you and I were talking about at the game. What are, what are your thoughts on Efrain Alvarez potentially do? Because we know Victor Vasquez may not last 60 minutes, but I'm also looking at Efrain Alvarez uh, the, the same way Gax guys looking at Victor Vasquez. Uh, yeah, Efrain Alvarez, definitely. We, we've talked about it before. Very talented and special. Just the consistency is just never there. And that's really the one thing that's keeping him from breaking out as a player. Uh, these past couple of seasons, he's just not consistent, whether it be in his play or the minutes he gets. But uh, we know that if there's no Victor Vasquez, he's going to be the guy to be called upon as that main playmaker. Because if we're being honest, it's just Vasquez and Efrain that can play like number 10s. And that's about it on this roster. Everybody else is a striker, you know, winger, midfielder, no real creative players. I mean, Sasha Kleshin used to be, but he's way past his prime to play that position anymore. But um, I, I, like we've talked about before, he's definitely a better player off the bench. And he's impacted so many games this season coming off the bench. And I, I feel it kind of works in the Galaxy's favor a little bit. Because in this last game, we saw Victor Vasquez come off at halftime, right? He didn't really have a particularly good game. And then you have Efrain Alvarez, uh, who could possibly come in at that time and impact the game like we've seen many times this year through the bench, whether it be, you know, creating a foul, creating a, a goal scoring opportunity, creating, you know, a penalty in the box or whatever. Um, it, he's going to be important when it comes to this Galaxy's potential playoff run. Uh, Vasquez definitely is going to start at that position as, you know, the creative player. And then if it's not working, I think it's perfect that to uh, have Efrain Alvarez, you know, coming in for the rest of the game because the most Victor Vasquez is going to play is like 70 minutes at most. That's the most you're ever going to get out of him. So I think having Efrain Alvarez kind of come off the bench works in the Galaxy's favor, in my opinion. Yeah, and also obviously Vegas who's playing on uh, on the wing. <clears throat> he he started because I think uh, Samuel Grandster was was able to start. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. He he's more effective. He's more effective. He's come off the bench. He's had multiple opportunities to make the impact, especially against FC Dallas, uh, to get to, to be clinical at times. And we we've seen him struggle with the consistency. Uh, Andy says his group right here is feeling dangerous every day. Salute, fellas. 
Um, Andy, what's Ed, up? Yeah, Ed Velasquez asked, "You guys think Galaxy can draw against SKC?" I definitely think so. I think we, I think we all agree. I think that's that's definitely a big game. Um, uh, David said, "I could see a Galaxy throwing the Minnesota game to keep LAFC out of the playoffs." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if if, if you're going to want to throw any any games because you you want you want all these points. All the points are going to nothing is safe uh, yet. Yeah, nothing is safe yet. Um, so every, everything everything matters at, at this point. So even even that Minnesota game is going to be uh, very crucial, right? But um, let's let's talk about what we saw from from Victor. I mean, from uh, Samuel Grandsir in that second half. Um, what were your thoughts? Because he definitely impacted the game. He definitely came came in. He he was effective. Um, obviously, we know they they played three games in like seven days, I believe. Uh, Galaxy, what were, what were your thoughts on Samuel Grant, sir? Obviously, you know, a couple games left, but you know, he's gonna officially have his, his first yeah. season under his belt. Yeah. No. So the the thing with Samuel is that he's a guy that injects energy into the team, injects energy into the game, right? He's a guy that hustles, and we saw this. He's not a defensive player, but we saw him on that Dallas breakaway. He made that sprint, tracked that attacker, possibly saved us from a third goal, right? That was individual effort. The guy is hustle. Now, Gio, you 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 play soccer, right? You understand this. It's a it's a different perspective that you have as a soccer player. Sometimes you're on a team and everyone's just low energy, kind of like the Galaxy was in that first half. And it's it, it just it it kind of kills the game for the entire team. All it takes is one player to come onto that team and hustle. You see that, and it just injects you with energy, right? You felt it. I felt it. I've been on soccer teams before where that's been the case. That's Samuel Grancir. He came into this into this game, okay, and the team really needed that injection of energy, and we saw it. The Galaxy was a different team in that that final, you know, the final half when when we had the substitutions. Dijon came on for Cabral. Cabral is a very low energy guy. Dijon is a high energy guy. He was pressing. He was fighting for the balls. He was there. He's trying to be scrappy with players. He injected that energy. So we really, really needed that. Jonah Jonah was was done by the by the half. He had a terrible first half. Lejet came in there. He had some energy. So. It was it was very needed. I, I like yeah. Samuel. I like, I like his hustle. I, I like the subs. I, you're right. I like the Sebastian Lejev for Jonah and um, you know Grand Sir for uh, I think it was Victor Vasquez and then Efrain switched to the to the middle. But yeah, Alex, what what are your thoughts on Samuel Grand Sir? Because him Lejev obviously everybody came definitely impacted the game and he got that assist with uh, the assist too. Was it Sebastian Lejev? Yeah, for that karate kick goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, just saying, you know, Samuel Grancier has played every single in every single game for the Galaxy and has been really crucial to what this team is trying to do when it's down behind because that's really been the start of the Galaxy this whole year. They've gone behind so many times and, you know, needing to get some points and comebacks. Uh, Grancier is a perfect guy to kind of spark that. You know, uh, Chris mentioned, you know, the, the energy guys when you play, right? Like, I don't want to, like, boost my ego or anything but like when i played i was that guy like i would hey, run around hey, hey. <laughs> i would run around like i had like hey, no brain you, like i had a third lung <laughs> yeah uh whether it be me playing in the middle of the park or you know as a as a winger i, I felt like i was just running the whole time and I, I really slow i rarely slowed down and i felt like at times uh you know that does influence the players like a lot like i noticed the rest of my teammates kind of uh just get on the same page and kind of play with that same intensity so seeing that a player like samuel grancier has an intangible that not many other players have like 
Cabral doesn't have that for sure. Way too passive of a guy. Chicharito does have that a little bit, but he kind of slows down. Dejan's the only other guy that really has that. And then the rest of the players don't really have that motor like Samuel Grancier. So it's really, we're, it's a really fortunate thing that the Galaxy have the guy who can create a spark and really, because yeah. uh, not a lot of MLS teams really have a guy like that. And let's be honest, a lot of soccer teams in general really don't. And the few guys that do have that ability to kind of spark the rest of his of their teams, like you see how important they are to this team. And I think Sam Grancier is like one of the most important players, even though he hasn't done much, you know, on the box score with his goals yeah. and assists, but he does a lot of things like tracking back to, you know, make sure the Galaxy aren't caught on counters or, uh, you know, just being a dangerous player because he's really shifty on the wings as well. So he's always a danger wherever he's playing left or right and defenders respect him like that. So it's really important that uh, Sam Grancier gets playing time because if the Galaxy are down in the playoffs, they're going to need him immediately off the bench. Yeah. yeah. I hope he gets a start. I was going to say, um, yeah, I think I think it's very important for the Galaxy, you know, to go back standings, for them to finish in fourth. Uh, I think it's very important because if they wanted, if they want to make that deep run like they like they talked about all year, I don't know how you make a deep run in fifth. You, it's still possible. But, look, you know, you want to get at least a home game, right? Home so if, game. even if you're playing timber, the Timbers, right, you, you, you play the game at, at home. Um, you know, you don't have to travel. You're at home. You're comfortable. You know, you, you have a good shot. Uh, I think in fifth, anything below fourth, it gets, it gets very tricky. Um, obviously, third place looks third place looks far looks uh, looks uh, like a long way out. I don't I don't really see that for the Galaxy, but I do see fourth, uh, and I think they should try to do everything because they don't play once the playoffs start. What, the playoffs start like the second or third week of uh, I think the second week of November, right? Second, was it's it November after the international break. Yeah, there's like, an international break uh, right when the season ends, and that's when you know USA and Mexico are going to play, and then that's when the playoffs start. And that's what I was mentioning earlier. Like some of the teams that like clinched the bye, they're going to have a disadvantage because they're going to have like three weeks off before they start the MLS playoffs. And, you know, usually that doesn't uh, do well for a team and trying to, you know, get ambitions of winning a title. November 19th. Okay. Yeah. Andy just said November 19th. So that wasn't too far off. Yeah. I mean, look, you got to go, you got to go all out these last two games, right? You're going to last game November 7th. Say everybody plays until November 7th, right? Assuming, let's assume it's Jonah Rajo, uh, Leggett, and Jonah Dos Santos that are going on international duty. And, uh, you know, Neil Fisher, uh, Nico, um, and Ryan. Uh, tell me some another name that I'm missing. So that's, um, a, that's a couple. That's a couple, right? But uh, you want to you wanna give it all. You, you want to give it all these last last few because you're not going to come back to November. Potentially November 19th, it, it could change. It could it could it could vary because I know there's a couple of dates and stuff like that, um, but you want to. I feel like you want to give your all. You know, I think it's very important for the galaxy to get that fourth place uh, by all means possible because yeah. then then you have a deeper. Then you have a good shot to go all deeper, right? Uh, we know who's at the top, and it doesn't. And it's not going to get any easier if you're in fifth place, fourth place. You got you got a shot there. Um, Let's answer some questions. I know I know a few people have some questions. If you got some questions, definitely definitely drop them uh, on the chat. I've been seeing a lot of people um, talk about it. But yeah, no, like as you were saying, you know, Alex, you're the energy guy. Galaxy guy is definitely an energy guy. You know, we're gonna have to see who's gonna be the energy guy uh, for Galaxy the, the, these upcoming games because it, they're gonna need it from everybody. It's not just gonna be. It's not just going to be Sam Grand Sir. It's going to be from obviously we know De- what Dayhan can produce, but I think for me, I- I'm still waiting for Efrain to step it up a notch. You know, I'm still waiting for Cabral yeah. 
to step it up a notch, you know. And I, and I also kind of wonder what when that potential will happy that when that will happen. And obviously, we know what we can expect from um, from Araujo. The defense. Let's talk about the defense. The defense has not been playing that bad, even though obviously they they gave up two goals this game. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the defense these first three games uh, back since uh, the break? Alex. Again. Oh, you asked me. Okay. Uh, so I, I honestly, we talked about this uh, on the show a couple weeks back. The pairing of of Nick Depuy and Derek Williams seems to be a fruitful one. Mm-hmm. They seem to work well together, right? It's it's they complement each other's strengths and weaknesses, right? Where uh, Nick is more of a athletic guy, even for his size, he's very speedy, athletic. Uh, he's good at the, he's good with headers. Uh, He's good with clearances. Derek is the smart veteran, has a European experience. He's a little more level-headed, calm. They work well with each other, right? He's not as speedy. He's not as fast, physical guy. Um, I thought we had a good thing going with our wingbacks too. Jorge Villafaña has had a pretty decent season so far. Not too hot with Nico. Not too hot with Nico. And it surprises me that he's on a $600,000 salary this year. It yeah. blows my mind because this guy's supposed to come on as Jorge's backup, right? And I, I think he's actually making more than Jorge. <laughs> kind of blows my mind a little bit. I don't know who's signing all these contracts for the Galaxy. I think it's Jorge. just because uh, Nico's just like a six-month loan. So they kind of have to like match his contract from uh, Europe. Possibly, okay, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. But for a backup guy, that's still a lot of money. Uh, I wasn't too hot on O'Neal Fisher. I think he's a very pacey, speedy guy. I definitely don't – I don't think there's a single person out there in Galaxy Land that believes he should be starting over Julian Araujo, right? We know fully well what we're getting from Julian on the defensive end and the offensive end. He's a hustler. We need him. Uh, I don't I don't think O'Neal Fisher played a good game at all. It might just be rustiness because he's not a starter, hasn't really been starting, played a couple games for Jamaica – but doesn't really have that match fitness, right? I, I would also think I would also I would just add it's like we know what we're, we're so accustomed of what we've gotten from Jordan Araujo. So when we yes. don't see a cross from almost half field or we don't see some of the crosses that we've been used to, it kind of throws it off because Alex and I were talking about it like, oh, he should have crossed it, but we're like, you know, we're like if Julian Araujo was playing, he might have crossed it. You know, that's yeah, that's he doesn't. Some of the Julian doesn't think about it twice. He just does it very decisive and. Uh, just watching O'Neal uh, on Saturday, I was like, he he seems to be thinking a little too much at times, and I felt like, uh, you know, he he didn't want to play too ahead because I I think he was scared of getting caught out by the Dallas wingers, and then also as well, um, he he's a smaller guy, he's not gonna win aerial duels, so that's kind of like a, a thing that's not too good about uh, O'Neal, which isn't his fault because, uh, you know, you can't really control that, but Julian is just a complete, you know, defender wing back whatever you want to be he's just a complete player and you know getting to see uh somebody else playing that position you see how impactful he is and that's why i think he's like the best player on this galaxy team like overall better than the whole squad he's the top player on this team for sure yeah no i mean there's no question about that uh g-man has a a question he's a real question is legit good luck or technique i think he's referring to his goal um i would say i mean that was a hustle goal I mean, that, he was right there at the right time. If, yeah. if you look at the goal, Chicharito, I wish I wish I would have pulled it up, but Chicharito makes a run and Lejet cuts through and sees the open space. So I looked at that. I looked at that goal and I, I feel like that was all effort. That's that's my opinion. What, what are your guys' thoughts on that? 
think it might have been a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, when you're when you're outstretched that far, like Legette did, and you know it's kind of like a like a half volley with the outside of the foot. It, it it's it's it could it's a lot of skill required to do that, but at the same time, there's a little bit of luck, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly skill, but yeah, it was it was a very nice goal. Not a lot of players can do that. Not a lot of people can do that. So it was a yeah. good goal. All right, let's let's finish up over here because we got we got a couple of minutes, guys. Um, yeah. It's only gonna be a 30, 30 minute episode. Sure. Um, but yeah, look, it, it, the momentum is there. Obviously, it's unfortunate uh, for, for 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 them to drop homes, uh, drop points at home. Um, let's talk about the, these next next three games or these next two games because uh, by the time next Monday. Well, we'll see. I don't know if we'll have a show on Monday because the Galaxy play next Monday, which is interesting. Seattle. Uh, and then Seattle. I've never realized there. I didn't realize until now it was a Monday because I'm so used to Wednesday, weekend game and stuff like that. These next two games, because we, we probably won't be on the pod or I might have to do the podcast earlier. I think that's what we'll do. We'll do the podcast earlier. How do you, how do you feel uh, these next two games against SKC and, and the Sounders, Alex? Um, obviously a little bit of worry, but at the same time, I'm confident this team's going to play up to the level of the competition. They've proven to do that time and time again, even when they haven't been good at times, they still make it competitive. And I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, at least four points here. I think they might get a win uh, against SKC and then maybe a draw in Seattle. Uh, that'll definitely be a tough game and a must watch really because, uh, both teams are going to be fighting and Seattle are going to get back Rui Diaz and Jordan Morris. When they play the Galaxy, so I'm going to be paying attention because two. I love I love those two players, uh, Morris for the national team, and then Rui Diaz. I think is just one of the is the best player in MLS right now. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how this week plays out. We we've uh, talked about how important decision day might be, uh, depending on the results of the Galaxy and Minnesota. So I think that this is going to play out in the Galaxy's favor, and I think they they're probably going to get a good result, and it's going to be you know up to Portland how they play and if they will lose or if they'll win because the galaxy right now are more in a race to get a home playoff spot than they are to, you know, stay in the playoffs. Cause right now it's, it's not too stable, but at least they're not on the outside looking in. Yeah. Uh, I'll close us out here, galaxy guy. And then we'll, we'll have to do Great. the second half of the show. You're asking me as a, as a fan and as a logical person, as a logical person, I see a, a, a sporting Kansas city team on Wednesday that has a plus 20 goal differential sitting second in the table. Western conference. That's going to be a tough game. I don't think the galaxy gets any points. Then Monday against Seattle, we're talking about a team with a 23 plus goal differential, the galaxy's defense can probably not withstand an attack from Raul Ruiz Diaz. Seattle's a good team, but you're asking the Galaxy guy, the fan, <laughs> I'm going to say this, we're going to smash Sporting Kansas City. And just like Alex said, this team can play up to tough opponents like we did with Portland, a team that was coming off super hot, eight games unbeaten. They were coming hot and we smashed them. We're going to smash the Seattle Sounders as well, Century Link, whatever it's called now. Sorry, we're going to the Emerald City and we're getting three points. The Galaxy is going to finish this fourth place and we're going to get that home playoff spot. Well, they look, there you have it. That's going to wrap up this part of the segment. If you guys want to tune in, stay on. We're going to talk LAFC. I know some of you guys may not want to stay on. Don't don't blame me. But look, I want to thank Galaxy Guy. I want to thank Alex. Give us a second and I'm going to switch things up here.